0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Happy Tuesday. Hopefully you all are having a great day today. We've got a big show for you all. We're going to be talking about the transfer portal. We've just had some big news drop in that regard. Uh, Not necessarily good news, not necessarily bad news. I'll walk you through all of that. We'll also talk about Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, two of the best to ever don the orange and white uniform for the Clemson Tigers. We're going to talk about replacing those guys uh, and where does Clemson go from here with that. It's going to be an interesting ride going forward starting in 2021, but I'm pretty confident about it. As always, I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Follow me on Twitter at ellis tolbert that's e-l-l-i-s-t-o-l-b-e-r-t for more conversations would love to have you there subscribe to the locked on clemson podcast that way you can get the episodes as they drop five days a week you do not want to miss a single one we're going to get you up to date with all things clemson athletics Please do us a huge favor, too, and rate and review the show. We'll need that going forward to get this show boosted up so more people can know about it. We can have this community going. You know we want that. So stick around. we got a great show for you. Uh, first up, we'll be talking about the transfer portal. Let's go. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Clemson will be losing two veteran defensive players uh, to the transfer portal this season. Both along the defensive line, you've got Jordan Williams, who is a senior, fifth-year guy, and Niles Pinckney, who will be going into his sixth year. Both guys decided to leave Clemson, and you know, it kind of hurts, but it also kind of doesn't. We'll talk about this. That's no offense to the players. They're both great and fine players. I thought those guys were going to be in the the realms of the Christian Wilkins, the Dexter Lawrences, but things didn't work out for one thing or another. We've seen this before. Some guys just decide to stay and some guys decide to go. We talk about a guy like Albert Huggins, who stayed, you know, he had an opportunity to transfer at any moment before we had this crazy bust of the uh, transfer portal before it blossomed into what it is now, which is a uh, college football free agency. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, (laughs) We've had guys who could have left a long time ago. They didn't. These guys did, uh, and no. Good luck to these guys. Thank you for your uh, commitment to the Tigers. These guys have graduated, gotten their degrees from Clemson, but it's time to move on now. Again, a lot of people go to the transfer portal for a lot of different reasons. One, uh, it could be personal. Uh, These guys just don't want to go to the school anymore. It is what it is. There's nothing wrong with the school. They just don't want to go there. Sometimes it's, you know, oh, my girlfriend or fiance is a, you know, a senior over at UTEP and I want to go. I'm from Texas, so let's go back home. I'm homesick. Sometimes it's, you know, this team is not necessarily uh, set up to get me More playing time, which I suspect would be this situation. You know, guys need that tape, especially when you're upperclassmen. You need that ever-present tape. That way you can get in the NFL. Those guys want to see you, and it's hard to evaluate when you're only coming in just a few snaps. So, again, playing time, huge thing. And then sometimes it's just coaching issues. Those guys don't like the coaches that they're there. Uh, They were sold a pipe dream, this or that. It is what it is. I Highly doubt that would be the situation with both Jordan Williams and Niles Pinckney. I think this team, uh, Dabo Swinney is one of the best coaches of telling you what you're going to get when you get here before you get here. Uh, not to come in expecting any starting time, you got to work your way up. It is what it is. Um, I, I kind of think that's what the, that's not on the table for this one. I think this is more about business decision, it's about getting that tape. For the NFL. And I cannot knock those guys for that. Again, tip my cap to them for all the work that they've done for the Tigers and getting that Clemson degree. Uh, it's going to feel really great for them going forward. But um, it hurts in the sense that you're going to lose veteran leadership at any position, even if the guys aren't starting. You always want to have guys that have experience, guys who, you know, can come in and play for you and teach the younger guys and who don't have to be taught the playbook or what a stem is or uh, any hand techniques. These guys have been in the system for a while. Uh, They're there, you plug and play them. Uh, But these guys, both of them have been riddled with injuries throughout their Clemson career. Uh, Jordan Williams had some bright spots, same with Niles Pinckney. I go back to Niles Pinckney, always remember him hitting Mac Jones in the national championship. And it's kind of like, you know, what were you guys doing in that game? I I don't understand. But again, uh, this team has really done well in recruiting at the defensive tackle spot. Maybe not so high on the defensive ends. I think the defensive ends really have some work to do. we got to get that back in order. But I think this defensive tackle class um, is going to be great for the next three or four years. Uh, They've been recruiting very high. Of course, this next year, uh, you've gotten Peyton Page, a guy from Greensboro, North Carolina, who's already similar body-wise to a Dexter Lawrence. I'm talking about 6'4", 6'5", 360 pounds, uh, just earth movers at that spot you already got guys like Trey Williams, uh Demonte Capehart who just came in those this class in 2020. Those guys are going to be uh, upper classmen. I think both of them had some time in red shirt year and power hour uh with coach Bats and as well as getting some game experience. Trey Williams jumped off the chart, Demonte Cape, uh, Capehart jumped off the off the charts. These guys are really good. And then you talk about some other guys, Rook uh, and Net and Rubin. those guys have been converted. Both guys kind of played that defensive end role in high school, but they were kind of big bodies. You bring them in. Uh, couple that with Tyler Davis and Brian Brzee, who was the ACC freshman All-America guy. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that you you can't keep all of those guys. Uh, so the transfer portal makes sense. You're going to see some guys leave, and that's just a part of the game. Just like losing, you're going to have some guys decide, hey you know, grass is greener elsewhere. I just kind of caution, just like I do with quarterbacks, uh, players of any position being sold uh, a dream from other coaches, you know, before really vetting that situation or knowing what the situation is. We've seen some guys leave Clemson for other opportunities, and it really didn't pan out. You think of a guy like um, Scott Bogano ends up going to Oregon. He wants to start, and he ends up not even playing that much. At Clemson, He would have been a big-time player. He was a pretty good uh, role player. I think he wanted to see something else, and they were telling him, hey, you're going to have an opportunity to be the star, to be the man. It just didn't work out. We've seen this with Adrian Baker, cornerback, went to Oklahoma State. Things didn't work out there, didn't even play football. Uh, Even recently, you see Demarcus Bowman going to Florida. Hopefully that works out. Um, I don't know what Florida's going to do anyway. They don't run the ball at all, so good luck to the kid going there. And we've seen what happened with the quarterbacks. I've referenced this already in previous episodes. Uh, Chase Bryce didn't have so hot of a season. Kelly Bryant didn't have a hot of a season. Hunter Johnson didn't work out. Zarek Cooper has been really the only one uh, that made it work, but it's because he went to a division and a school that's a little bit lower than what it was expecting. You know, Chase Bryce kind of figured that out too. Went to Duke, didn't work out. Going to App State, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a fantastic season while he's at App State. I'm not saying App State. Is just some pushover school, but the expectations for him to succeed at App State are not the same as if he were playing at, you know, North Carolina or he went to USC or something like that. It's just totally different. So good luck to these guys. I don't have any idea of where these guys might go. Uh, these guys can have an opportunity to play really anywhere in the country. Um, they both have very good technique. Very good players, great size. We saw this with a guy like Xavier Kelly went over to Arkansas, really helped out. He was not the man, but he was a part of a really good and surprisingly good Arkansas defense. So good luck to these guys again. But these this won't be the last of the transfers. This is just what we've gotten, you know, post the Sugar Bowl. I'm sure at some point we'll see more things happen. We'll see guys uh, in the running back position. I'm still not sold that we keep all of the running backs, especially when you bring in Will Shipley and Phil Maffa. I'm not sold that we don't see a receiver transfer. I am not. I don't know who that would be or what that would be. The only position that I'm pretty sold that we won't have a transfer in is along the offensive line. I think right now they're still trying to gel those, and you still have a lot of opportunities to be able to play uh, and get in and get some work and maybe even be a starter for this offensive line. Everything's fluid right now, so uh, I think the offensive line is pretty set. Um, we'll have some guys graduate on the defensive side of the ball uh, at cornerback. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen as far as um, D- Darian Kendrick in the NFL. I, I personally don't think he should go uh, just based off of this season alone. Now, that's kind of a disconnect because he was a first-team all-ACC guy as well. But as we've seen, ACC not necessarily having the greatest season outside of the SEC. We're 0-5 in bowl games right now, and a lot of them were blowouts. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of concerned about that. But I think everywhere else, we're going to see an uptick in talent. Whether Dabo Sweeney decides to go to the transfer portal, I don't know. He's kind of been against it over the years because he's all about cultivating culture from the kids that they go and get. They want to vet them first. You came through the process. But now things have changed. Obviously, 2020 has really wrecked everything that we've known for college football What happens when Dabo Sweeney needs a spot? If he gets a little low in roster spots and there's not really anyone that can compete in that spot, maybe he does look to the transfer portal. There's a record number of players in the transfer portal now. We'll see what he's going to do with that. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about Travis Etienne. How do you replace Travis Etienne? What kind of player he was for Clemson? And where do we go from here? All of that and more on Locked on Clemson. Stick around. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there's only one game left. That's the national championship, Ohio State, Alabama. Get ready for it this coming Monday. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff pitcher becoming even clearer. Uh, my Titans have to go and play the Ravens yet again. Uh, we got it done last year, but who knows what happens this year. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust if you need to know what's going on. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: It's Kubota Orange Days. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock. Deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer. Today that's KabodaOranedays.com. 2020
0: is mercifully over. Thank gosh. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball. They're picking football and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets Podcast wherever you get your podcast. While in here at Locked On Clemson, thanks for sticking with us. Let's talk about the best running back in ACC history, the best running back in Clemson history. That is Travis Etienne. He will be leaving for the NFLs. presumably. I don't think he would come back yet again, even though he technically could. Um, this is it. We're not going to have him anymore after that. Uh, This guy, from the moment he stepped on campus in 2017, you know, we had heard reports about this kid uh, in spring. He was breaking off long runs. uh, And then in fall camp, he was just nearly unstoppable. This guy was one of those players that you knew could be really, really good for the Clemson Tigers. Um, He started the career as the fourth string running back uh, just because he was young and he didn't quite have the pass blocking down, you know, Tony Elliott is notorious for having running backs. Uh, You have to be completely ready for pass blocking to be able to get in early. And a lot of that is because these guys are coming from different systems in high school. We know that he came from a wing T type offense uh, in high school, and you're not really pass blocking in that. So you have to kind of learn. There's a lot of things you have to do, how to scan. You have to know and communicate with the quarterback where to pick up. You also have to know the inside gaps, are never allowed to have a free runner you just can't have that and a lot of guys just don't know that they don't know how to pick it up Travis Etienne it took him about two and a half years to figure it out even last season uh, we saw some of those problems up at North Carolina just not quite getting it done but he came back to work on all of those things plus to add another element to his game he wanted to be a pass catching running back he wanted to be an all-around running back Uh, And that's why he's being comped to Alvin Kamara. That's why he has those dreads now. He kind of looks like him. Uh, He's from the big easy. Uh, You know, we'll see what happens with that. But again, this kid has been the greatest running back in Clemson history. He's going to leave Clemson with 4,952 yards rushing with an average career average of 7.2 yards per carry. Of course, that goes down because of the 5.4 that he had this year. A lot of reasons went into that. Clemson just was not able to get a running game established. Uh, But they found other ways to get him involved in the game. Again, they try to make him a threat in the passing game. He was averaging about 12 yards per catch in the passing game. So that's a big deal. (laughs) Again, if you have a guy who's already running for about six to seven yards this season uh, when he touches the ball, when he does touch the ball. Uh, and you you shut that down. He's catching the ball very well as well. So again, Travis Etienne was that all around player that we've expected him to be, uh, and he really blossomed to that position. Uh, <laughs> some other things that get um, completely lost in the way is that people forget about how fast this kid is. He's a he's going to run a sub four four. He's going to run a sub four four in that forty. I'm somewhere around four three seven. I could see him definitely getting that four three six. I don't know that he gets into that 4-2 range, uh, but he is even faster than you imagine. And it's kind of funny because he kind of has a little bit of a duck-footed stance. I think if he had his running mechanics you know, worked on with a, a sprinting guy, obviously they're going to work with him on that to try to get him the fastest 40 that he can get. Because uh, now it's about money. And we know that the faster you run, the more money you make, even though if your output is not that good. Uh, once you get there, uh, John Ross, Uh, but it's one of those things where I think Travis Etienne is going to turn a lot of heads because he is one of those guys that can catch the ball or when he gets a handoff, it's hard to tackle him by yourself. One-on-one you're going to have to gang tackle this guy. And even if you gang tackle him, you better wrap up because he's one of those guys that's very, very slippery. We're going to miss a little bit of that but we do have some options coming behind him. Lin J. Dixon, if he does not transfer, which I do not suspect that happening, but if Lin J. Dixon is ultimately the starting running back for Clemson next season, he does bring some of those elements. He's a quick twitch guy. He's not as fast as uh, Travis Etienne, but he does have some pretty good moves. I would say he actually has better wiggle and better shake than Travis Etienne. He can juke guys. He's not necessarily that guy, though, that's going to uh, plow through you. Although we did see some of that this season, he was bowling guys over, uh, you know, and when he was out there and playing healthy, he looked really good as a running back. I'm super excited about having Linjay Dixon in the future. Plus behind him, you're going to have some really good running backs too, and you're bringing them some new running backs as well. It's all about how they mesh with the quarterback. Uh, That rapport with DJ is going to be important next season because those two guys are going to have to play off each other. DJ is going to have to get ready to come in and run the ball as well. All Clemson quarterbacks, Uh, outside of Cole Stout have been really relied on to run the ball. You go back to Taj Boyd. He was one of the better runners that we had. He was nowhere near as fast as any of the other quarterbacks. You know, he was one of those guys that if he got the ball, you know, oh gosh, here he comes going downhill. He's probably going to run somebody over, but he had, you know, sneaky moves too. You got to remember this guy was a very highly rated quarterback, Deshaun Watson, uh, was a really good runner, probably not super fast. I think he ran like a 4.6 or something, but the guy was a great runner. Kelly Bryant ran like a 4.6 or 4.7 too. Um, and then you have Trevor Lawrence who's going to probably run a 4.6 or 4.7. DJ has that kind of ability. He's nowhere near as shifty as those other guys, but he has a really good dead leg move. But he's got to get to be able to run if he can do that. Those guys are going to play off of each other. And then when you bring in other guys, I'm assuming uh, the rotation is probably going to go something like Lin J. Dixon as a starter behind him. Uh, If Darian Renter does not come back yet again for his 18th year of eligibility, um, I think you would probably have Ches Malusi. We've already seen Ches Malusi get out there sometimes as the second string running back, even this season. I think a lot of things went into that injuries Uh, guys just not being prepared or whatnot but Ches Malusi is going to be a quality running back as well he's got the pass blocking down you can use him in all downs I really like that guy he does not have the speed of Lin J or Travis Etienne but he has really good running instincts he's a true running back what I like to say reminds me a lot of a guy like James Davis these guys are natural running backs they're not guys that are in offenses that make them be uh, pass catching running backs or this and that, kind of like a Tavian Feaster. I've always felt that Tavian Feaster, if he wasn't 200 plus, he could have probably been a slot running back. Uh, you know, I call them slot running backs because the guys that could be running backs and could play the slot, I think Will Shipley's going to be that kind of guy. Um, you know, And that was Tavian Feaster's uh, skill set. That's what he did coming out of high school. He was mostly a pass-catching running back. He didn't really run between the uh, the tackles too much. Uh, but I think that Ches Malusi can do that. And then behind him, you're going to have a lot of guys that can play. Again, Kobe Pace is a surprising player. I know he didn't play a whole lot this year, but what I've seen out of him gets me excited for the 2021 season. We're going to have some pretty good depth there if no one transfers. And then you're going to be bringing in a couple of really good running backs behind them. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, a guy like Michael Dukes. I think Michael Dukes is kind of like the uh, Tavian Feaster of the group. The guy that's really fast, really good, probably has the best juke out of all of the running backs on on roster. But sometimes he gets a little happy feet. He dances a little bit because he's not necessarily a natural runner. I think if you can possibly make him a slot receiver as well, I don't know. We'll, We'll see. But I think you're going to be able to replace Travis Etienne by a committee. You're not going to replace Travis Etienne in a single player. I didn't even think a guy like Demarcus Bowman could replace him as he is. Travis Etienne is a -a one-of-a-kind running back. We're probably not going to see anything like that anytime soon. Uh, Shipley is probably the closest thing that I could say to it because Shipley comes in pre-made to run and catch the ball. Coming up after this, we're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence, what do you do when you replace a generational quarterback? Well, good thing is we have some pretty good experience doing that. More on that coming up on the Lock On Clemson podcast. But before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. You know, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. You know, we've all tried to tinker around on the car, watching YouTube tutorials, try to get it done. It saves you a little bit of money, Right. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low, too. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than charging based off of what the market will bear, like the airlines. You know how that is, too. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. So you can go in and get whatever you need right there online. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts for customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you need it. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver... Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Go check it out.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
0: Former NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host the Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt will give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast is here. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence. We're going to reflect on his career a little bit, talk about what he's done for the Tigers. Um, We're also going to talk about where he goes from here and where does Clemson go from here, uh, yet again, losing another transcendent quarterback. I think we have a really good one in tow, though. We've seen glimpses of greatness, and I can't wait to talk about that here in this segment. Sean Watson Taj Boyd, Trevor Lawrence, Charlie Whitehurst, Woodrow Dantzler, Steve Fuller. There's some great quarterbacks that's come through Clemson. Statistically, Taj Boyd's still at the top with 11,904 yards passing and 107 touchdown passes. No one's going to break that at Clemson. If Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence didn't, no one else will. Uh, That's a lot of numbers for a guy like Taj Boyd. Deshaun Watson is second overall in passing with just uh, 10,168 yards. And Trevor Lawrence is just shy of that with 10,098 yards. Although Trevor Lawrence did that in considerably less amount of attempts than Taj Boyd and a little bit less than Deshaun Watson. So those kids out there really slinging the ball. Uh, each guy has 90 touchdown passes, uh, but Trevor has a little less about half of the interceptions of Deshaun Watson in his career. Both guys won national championships. Both guys have elite talent. uh, Next level generational talent. Uh, Both guys will be great in the NFL. I I hate to see what's happening with Deshaun Watson now. That's kind of where I'm getting a little bit of pause uh, with Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars or really any team not named (laughs) the Patriots or something like that just because of the fact that I want to see this kid uh, grow and be successful. Uh, He's going to leave Clemson as the most decorated quarterback in Clemson history. He's only lost two games total. Remember, his first loss was against LSU in the national championship. No regular season stuff in the national championship. And then a year later in the same stadium against Ohio State. Pretty much the same score. (laughs) I mean, it's very, very similar scores, but... Uh, Trevor Lawrence is just a next level quarterback. I I don't think you you can, uh, really take much away from the kid, even in his bad performances. Uh, and those are very few as well. Let's talk about this game against Ohio state, even in a game that a lot of people could say, Hey, this is probably one of his worst games still threw for 400 yards, uh, in that game, two touchdown passes had a rushing touchdown. Uh, you really can't hold a guy like this down completely. He's going to find a way to make to make it happen, even if it's just personal. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is going to go down as one of the greatest in Clemson history. Everybody will remember this kid. It's going to be a shame that he's not going to win the Heisman, although uh, most of our guys didn't have an opportunity. Taj Boyd, again, was a Heisman contender. Uh, Things went downhill at Florida state and then it was become an afterthought at that point. And Deshaun Watson lost it. It was in his hands twice at the end of the season, but voters already decided their vote early in the year. I think this year, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence missing the two games, not his fault due to COVID. And then also, you know, not having a necessarily great showing against Ohio state, even though the voting was already done. um, I think he's probably going to end up somewhere in that third range. Uh, to start this season, he was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. He was the front runner for the award. It's between him and Justin Fields. Obviously, we know Justin Fields didn't play until half the season was over. That kind of took him out. But, you know, kind of got outdueled in the Sugar Bowl by Justin Fields. It is what it is that's going to happen sometimes. But uh, you you remember, uh, Taj Boyd was the Heisman guy. Florida State comes into Clemson with Jameis Winston. Nobody knows who this kid is. And he pretty much takes all of that attention away from Taj Boyd. So it makes sense. It happens. Uh, It is what it is. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence is probably not going to win the Heisman. He's already won the Archie Manning Award. He's already won Davy O'Brien. He's going to be the number one overall draft for Clemson. So it is what it is, right? What do you do after you have a quarterback like that? Well, we have experience doing that. We've done it with Taj Boyd. You know, it didn't quite seamlessly transition over to uh Cole Stout. Of course, we know Cole Stout ended up getting beat out by Deshaun Watson. But when Deshaun Watson left, I re- I remember people saying, well, what are you gonna do now? Deshaun Watson ain't coming back. Clemson ain't gonna be good anymore. Well, you go through that one year transition with Kelly Bryant. You still make the playoffs, so it's like, hey, we didn't really drop off. No, we weren't as good at the position but we didn't drop off. I would wager to say the team wasn't as good as it was in 2016. But then you get another opportunity. The team behind him was really good. And then you bring in another true freshman quarterback who was fantastic in Trevor Lawrence. He shows everybody that he is the best quarterback in the world. Think about that one pass I always remember that really put him on the spot. That was that pass to Georgia Tech to Hunter Renfro. Rolling to his left, you know, cross his body, just fires it in there from like 30 yards out. Uh, The kid really put everybody on notice in the country. After that, he really just kind of became the guy that can, you know, put the game on his back. You know, Ohio State last season was the year that, uh, you know, he took that hard hit from Sean Wade, but came back and just started playing like a monster and, and really established himself as a dual threat quarterback. A lot of people, when Trevor Lawrence came in, they looked at his size, the way his body was made up, and said, Hey, this kid is just a passer. He's a pocket passer. That's it. He has a strong arm. That's it. Well, he showed everybody that he can run. And that's been a staple for all Clemson quarterbacks. You've had to run the ball, you know, from Kyle Parker on, you've had to be able to run the ball at Clemson. And this is why uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, is up there with the greatest. Uh, He's got uh, just under a thousand yards rushing. Uh, He's one of the better ones out there. So, you know, hats off to the kid. Good luck to him in the future. Thank him so much for being a Clemson Tiger. But pass the torch now. To DJ Uyunglele, we've seen DJ in two games almost have a thousand yards passing. Now it didn't help that Clemson could not run during those games, but the kid really, you know, came in was not afraid of, uh, you know, taking on some things. He was able to take on a playbook that's really difficult to learn. He was able to go out there and pass on some of the better defenses uh, that we've seen. Uh, you know, I'm really excited about this. We'll see what happens with him uh, against Georgia. I, I fully expect him to have complete control of this offense. Uh, coming into next season. The spring is going to be critical for him. Uh, actually getting a summer workout with the receivers being all healthy and then also going in the fall. I think this guy has an opportunity to really put up Taj Boyd-type numbers. I don't know that he's going to run as much as Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence, but uh, I know that he's going to pass a whole lot. We like what we see out of his arm. He's a, He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, he is huge. 6'4", six, 6'5", six, 250 pounds. I imagine he'll probably get to... I don't know, probably start playing at 240, 245 to be more comfortable. Uh, and he, remember, that's just a true freshman. Soon he's going to have full control of this offense, and I think Clemson's really going to go from there. So we've already gotten the torch passed on from DJ. Where do we go from here? Clemson's got some opportunities to ha- sign some really good players in the future. Uh, But we'll see what happens on the recruiting trail. And with that said, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you for sticking with us again. You know, it hurts to not be playing in a national championship, but you're not going to get to the national championship every year. It's just impossible. Alabama doesn't even do it. They hadn't played for the national championship in two years. This is their time to get back to it. Think about Ohio State. They hadn't played for the national championships since 2014. So, elite teams don't always get there. Oklahoma played in the playoffs every single time and didn't get there. So as always, I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. We'd love to have you there. Subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. That way you can get the episodes as they drop five days a week. You do not want to miss a single one. And please rate and review the show if you would. Folks, we got a great show coming up for you tomorrow. It's great to be a Clemson Tiger. I'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.